Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on a Thursday. We're almost there. One more day till Friday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Protecting your wealth. That's what we do. Where only you know where it's at. Where you can actually get to it. Things that are starting to become, well, let's just say the next time around are going to be very, very important. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website, at allamericangold.com where you can get the news to disturb the comfortable. We got the podcast, the Twitter, the Facebook. Uh, we, we are working. We are close, we're closing in. We're going to have a – it's going to be very similar, the, the new page. Uh, the We're going to have a – laid out a little better. Uh, so all of our social media stuff, you'll be able to just point and click much easier to all of that stuff. Uh, we're going to have a lot more. I'm going to be doing a lot more of my own writing there, so you'll be able to to, to have that as well. All the articles, the news, the, the ordering, the pricing, all that's going to stay the same. Uh, but it's going to be uh, it's going to look a lot a lot nicer, and also will look better on your phone. I guess you know. Hey, you got to get with the times. That's that's coming. Uh, we had a little snag yesterday, but we're closing in on it. My guys are working on it, and uh, I'm excited because I think we're, you know, we're going to get it here before the summer's out. It'll be done, and hopefully before that. Uh, but uh, got a lot of good things happening. I gotta believe that Donald Trump has to be thinking, "Why did I do this? <laughs> Why? Why did I do this?" Right here I was, I was a well-respected individual. You know, everybody was, you know, he had a great brand, right, the Trump brand. Anytime he fired somebody, people loved it. Now all of a sudden he fires one guy. <laughs> fires one guy and they're talking about impeaching him. He's got to be like, what happened to me? If I did a show and I fired two people, my ratings would quadruple. Now I fire one guy and I'm the worst person in the world. I just, I, I will say this, and, and, and I kind of said it yesterday, they're after it. And the they, I'll let you figure out who the they are. Because I, I will tell you, the the Trump-Russia thing, that's been nothing, and it's been nothing from day one, and everybody knows it. Right, they they got a new special prosecutor, and but yet no one's even said what that anyone has broken a law. So what is the special prosecutor prosecuting? But neither here nor there, irrelevant. The they are going to have their way, and, and I guess the uh, you know I I just think that he's got to be thinking, man, what why really? And I hope I hope not. I hope he he's able to 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 overcome it, but I don't know. I, it just it is amazing. It, it's incredible uh, what has happened in in just the well, really since he's won it. But but it just seems like it's it's ramping up, and the establishment doesn't like it. And we'll have to see what uh, what becomes of it. But but I will say this, yeah, I got to think. You know, I was just thinking about it. 
I mean, remember his TV show? If he fired people, it was great. And then the episodes where he'd fire a couple people, that was like much-watched TV. But now, now of course, things are much differently. I saw somewhere someone says that he's trying to run it like a business, and that's his problem. But, you know, let's face it, the problem is really simple. You can't fire everybody at the government. 91% of Washington, D.C. voted for Hillary. And you know they all work for the federal government. I mean, so, yeah, it's going to happen. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, all kinds of things going on. We'll get to it. But you know something? I'm, I'm going to vent a little bit. Last week, my wife got a nail in her tire. And she went, and, of course, they said, oh, you know what? Yeah, we can't fix that. You know, you're going to have to get a new tire. Two days ago, I got a nail in my tire. Take it to the thing. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, wait, we can't fix that. And then you need a new tire. And then me and my wife were talking. I don't even remember the last time. And, and at least here in Arizona, you get a nail in a tire, it seems like, you know, at least every other year, if not every year. And they can never fix them anymore. I mean, remember, they, they used, you got a nail on the tire, you went down, they put a plug or a patch in it, and, and it was like $10 or $15. I mean, a new, t- you know how much a new tire is? It's hundreds of dollars now. And you can buy some, you know, there's cheaper ones, but still, even the cheaper ones. I don't know what, to, you know, and I guess, you know, what someone said to me that, Someone had a plug or a patch, and their tire blew up, and they sued, and and now none of the uh, tire places want to mess with it. I don't know, but I was just I, when they talk that there's no inflation, it, it's I don't know what they do. I guess that you know what I guess at the Federal Reserve they have a chauffeur service, right? They don't have to drive anywhere. <laughs> I had to get my brakes done. I had to get a new tire, and then they said uh, my uh, one of my boots was leaking the CV boot, just one, on on the front. And it was, and I had roadside, okay, so I had roadside on my tire, because I know I'm a bad driver. 600 and almost $650. Yeah, there's no inflation. Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll be back to the... Pension Radio News Hour, yeah. Over $600. And I had roadside, so the tire really didn't cost me anything. Just, I don't know. I don't know how it all works. You know, you think about how many people can't afford the 500 bucks. And this was this was nothing big. It's not like, uh, you know, I, I got in a wreck. Or, uh, you know, the engine blew or the radiator blew. I mean, this was brakes and one CV boot. And and it just, I don't know. And that's not, and listen, that's, I don't go to the dealership. <laughs> that would probably be even more money there. there but uh, it's amazing. It really, really is. And, and, you know, one of the things that we, we talk about is is this debt thing. 
been well. You know, now it's all in the news. Hey, yes, we we've got record high consumer debt. We've never the the U.S. consumer has never ever ever in the history of the country been in more debt than they are today. At the same time, the actual amount of money they make when you do your little inflation-adjusted things is at 30-year lows. In other words, we have record levels of debt, but we don't have the income that would have been associated with the, the, the debts of 30 years ago. And you kind of really get the understanding of why this there is no, you know, the recovery doesn't feel like the recovery. In 2008, okay, now 08, that, that was the year that they kind of realized, okay, yeah, oh, this is, it's bad, right? 41 billion, 41.8 billion dollars worth of junk bonds were issued in 2008, okay? This, last year, it was $237 billion. And that's junk, right? That's the, hey, this stuff probably isn't even worth the paper that it's printed on, right? That's like Sears. An increase of 467% in just eight years. Total U.S. corporate debt. So forget about, you know, we've been talking about this debt thing for a while. Forget about the government for a second. Forget about the Federal Reserve. Forget about the consumer. What about corporates? What about Wall Street? In 08, they issued $710 billion of corporate debt, of which $42 billion of it was junk or about 5%, 5.8, almost just under 6%. In 2016, it was $1.51 trillion, with a T, trillion. In one, that's just a year. Essentially more than doubling what they did in 08. Didn't you start thinking about the junk part of that went up from just under 6% to almost 16%. They issued $237 billion, essentially 16% of all corporate debt now on Wall Street goes to companies that probably shouldn't be getting any money. The federal government, they went from 10 trillion to 20 trillion in, in those eight years. <laughs> this is how, and again, and I keep trying to say, this is how they quote unquote fixed it. So the, in the corporate debt world, they added, you know, over the last eight years, roughly. Oh, somewhere, let's say about 10, per, 10 trillion, somewhere between 
9 and $11 trillion worth of corporate debt. So let's just call it 10. So we added, in, from 08 to 2016, we've added $10 trillion in corporate debt. Okay, last year was a big year, $1.5 trillion. And well, I, I shouldn't even say big year, but it, it, it went from 700 and it ramped up. We've added $10 trillion in government debt. The Federal Reserve added $4 trillion, and and we're not really sure, right? (laughs) Just different debt, mortgage debt, government debt, just different types of debt. Then you go to the American consumer, right? We have... Uh, and I'm going to round up, you know, $13 trillion worth of debt. And you start to really start getting a a picture of how they fixed it. This was their solution. Do not be fooled. This was what they did to claim that they fixed it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, they added, forget about the consumers. Forget about your state. Forget about your city. Forget about your county. Forget about all of that thing. They added $24 trillion worth of debt. That doesn't count the derivatives, by the way, but $24 trillion worth of debt in eight years. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, okay, I'm... I'm, not the sharpest tool in the shed, but and that's $3 trillion a year. And you figure that the GDP, and let's just say it averaged $18 trillion, you know, for the a year over the last eight years. That's 16, almost 17% of GDP. And we couldn't get a single year where we grew by 3%? Just in debt issuance alone, right? We we should have had growth of double digits. And now we're sitting there and we're kind of at that point where everyone's kind of full. Right? Corporates are kind of full. The consumers are full, right? The government's so full that they had a, you know, we still we still don't have a budget. And when we start talking about all of these things, these are facts. You can spin it any way you want, but these are the realities. Part of what has people excited is we want to, what, speed up government debt again. You know, last week we did the article about who pays taxes and who doesn't. And I actually had one, I got one email from a guy who was upset and, and was, you know, he's frustrated. And I feel, I feel his frustration. He's part of the working poor. And he's like, Joe, that's not right. That's fake news. And I know it sounds incredible. 
this is really something that I think all of you need to understand. They they want you to think that it is. But it's it's the reality. When you look at taxes, when you look at debt, when you look at inflation, when you look at joblessness, when you look at all of these numbers, the reality is very, very simple. They've simply changed the way they calculate things to make them appear better. That's it. That's all they've done. Now, when we talk about taxes, one of the things that right, has Wall Street nervous, you know, Wall Street fell 370 points yesterday, and it looks like, and I don't know what's happening, but Wall Street is now uh, falling back here. It was up 60 or 70, and now it's up 10 points, uh, but we may have more carnage to come. Because they're worried that the Trump agenda, Trumponomics, isn't going to happen because the Republicans are, you know, they're all running. They're all scared. When you look at what they're talking about, when we're talking about tax cuts, then I want to be very, very clear for all of you. Yesterday, I told you what they're going to do when it comes to your retirement money. Trust me, that's going to happen. It's not fake news. It's not, well, maybe, well, they're just talking about it, Joe. It's not going to, it's going to happen. Whether it's this year, next year, five years from now, they're going to have to do it. I've been telling you, and, and whether you want to pay attention and whether you want to get prepared or not, it's up to you. But they are putting the noose around your money because they have to. Now, when you look at taxes, if you actually have a job, you pay taxes. I get that. Everybody pays payroll tax. When they talk about tax cuts, that's not part of it. So when we talked last week about who's paying taxes and who's not, I want to be clear. And I and I thought I was last week, but when I got that email, I obviously wasn't. 33% of all taxes collected by the federal government are payroll taxes. Okay, that's your your Social Security, your Medicare, your Medicaid. Everybody pays that. They're not redoing that. So when you set that piece of it aside, the rest of the taxes is what we were talking about last week and who pays and who doesn't pay. Right now, the only working poor, and it varies by state, by the way, that would pay any additional federal income tax above and beyond the payroll tax would be those of you that are unfortunately single and filing as a single person. 
all the other people, if you have a spouse, if you have any dependent whatsoever, one child, two child, you don't pay any other taxes, you get money back. And that's where why we end up with 44% of people don't pay taxes above and beyond the payroll tax, which isn't part of the tax cut. So my show last week, when I told you, and by the way, really from 44, might as well get two out of every three people either don't pay anything above that and get money back, right? And some of those, a lot of those people actually get money back. From 44% to about 67%, those people pay very little. Maybe they pay 600 800 1000 $1,200. It's not a big amount. And so when you look at who are going to get the tax cut, that's why I told you it's going to be rich people because they're the only ones that pay more than, you know, a little bit. Of course, they make a whole lot more. And that doesn't include any of your other taxes, your state taxes, your sales tax, all that stuff. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. One of the main advantages of a written constitution is that it protects Americans from the whims of changing elected officials. It gives us an anchor on which to base our expectations for our federal government. Similarly, the party platform should be an anchor by which we place reasonable expectations on elected officials of a political party. Phyllis Schlafly turned this concept from analogy to reality with her June and September 1971 Phyllis Schlafly Reports. Long before the age of the Internet, Phyllis Schlafly gathered polling data the old-fashioned way. She attached an in-depth survey of President Nixon's performance to her March 1971 report. Curiously, that poll showed that conservatives were overwhelmingly unhappy with Nixon's performance. Given the unfavorable rating, the obvious question was, what did Nixon do to alienate the conservative voters who had backed him in 1968? That question is answered in the September 1971 report. In it, Phyllis listed out the major areas in which Nixon's policies differ from the Republican platforms of the previous 16 years. Some people consider party platforms to be trivial at best, but not Phyllis. As she wrote in the 1971 report, the last five Republican platforms constitute a consistent and harmonious fabric of the pledges made to the American people by the Republican Party. What happened to these promises after the Nixon administration took office in January 1969? Republicans should be expected to act like Republicans. That is a legitimate expectation. That is what the platform is for. Phyllis Schlafly was so confident in the platform, she was willing to stake everything on it. She only endorsed Donald Trump when he promised to stick to the Republican platform. All that our elected representatives have to do is follow the principles they promised to follow when they took the title of Republican. Now it's up to us to see them keep their promises. With the help of Phyllis Schlafly's timely commentary, we can learn from the mistakes of past politicians and unleash the power of the Republican platform. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Want to join the spirited debate over issues you care about? At PSEagles.com, conservative strategists are blogging about education, radical feminism, climate change, national security, parental rights, and other issues you care about. Stay informed and add your own comments at PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. How do you fix it? Really, when you think about it, how can that many people who pay taxes outside, again, of the payroll tax, which we, I thought I was clear on that last week, don't pay any other additional federal tax? And the answer is really simple. They don't make any money. Well, they don't make any money relative to the fact that it's 2017. If you made $20,000 when Janet Yellen and Ben Bernanke were going to college in the 70s, you were doing okay. You were a very productive member of society. The payroll tax was, I don't even think it was a, a couple of percent. Right, in your piece probably was like one percent. Now it's over six. And you go back and you you know and you think about ten dollars an hour, twelve dollars an hour, fifteen dollars. It's not nearly enough. We're probably, if I was to guess, minimum wage probably needs to be thirty. I mean, and that's just to make math work. That's just to make the math work. And this is part of the problem, because what they're trying to do, and it's just like I talked about, I just had a 600-plus dollar bill from my mechanic, 600 bucks. And the vast majority of Americans can't even afford that. You know, you sit there and you think about, here's how the numbers break down. You know, over 50, 51% of people with jobs make less than $30,000 a year. 70% make less than $50,000 a year. That's not fake news. I didn't get that from some... You know, I don't even know, some random website. That is the federal government's own data. You can all look it up yourself. And then you start to think, you think, and you know what's so so funny? Some of the things, and you think I'm the crazy one. Well, I don't know if you guys think it, but 
right? The, these people think that, you know what, they don't like what they hear, so therefore I must be the one telling them the, the fake stuff. You know, look at the unemployment rate. Right? It's like 4%. A little over what four? I don't even know what it is. Four point four, four point three, something like that. Jobless claims came out today, two hundred thirty-two thousand. Those were the numbers that you got in the seventies. There's a hundred million more people in this country today. Now, one way to look at that would be, man, we must be killing it. But the more logical way to look at it is something's really wrong. I mean, just having normal hiring fires with 100 million more people would say, well, logically, the claim should be you know, higher than that. Why aren't they? Why are they so low? And then when you start looking at labor force participation rates, which is probably way more important than any of these other numbers. And you see that it's been falling pretty much since, you know, the millennials, just steadily falling. Which means less and less of the population is working. But the unemployment rate doesn't say that. Because they changed the way they counted it. <laughs> That's all. Hey, once you've been out of work for so long, we just stopped counting you. You don't count anymore. Then you also look at the dynamic of the workforce. Okay? So who is working? And you start to see something that we've never seen before. 55 and older, which up until the last, well, up until this last recession, up until the, the Great Recession, 55 and older in the workforce was a number that always went down. And that made sense, right? Because people retire. Right? People getting older. Since the recession has ended, that number is actually rising. When you look at the dynamics of the workforce and you categorize it by the age, okay, so you have what I'll say is 18 and under, right? Those, those are your high school kids. Then you have the uh, 19 to 24 year olds. Then you've got the 25 to 34 year olds. And then the 35s to the 54 year olds. Those are the buckets. And that's primarily when they break down the workforce by age, that's how they do it. 18 and under, down. 19 to 24, down. 25 to 34, down. 35 to 54, down. 55 and older, up. 
That's been the makeup of this new great jobs market. And so what what you see is mostly, and, and what you can surmise from this, is mostly people that are at retirement age are getting jobs to do what? Supplement their income. In other words, I've gotten to the 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 big you know the big number in my life. I've gotten towards the later stages where I'm supposed to live out the quote unquote golden years, and I don't have enough money. We'll talk about that next. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm bored. Yeah, okay. Some of you. I get that. But not not most of you. Right? Most of the people are like, I have to. And you know what's funny is the and and I've been getting a lot of emails, especially and I don't know why so much this year it seems like of people that are I went from I, I get a, a lot of the I went from email. I went from eighty-five thousand to forty. I went from sixty-five thousand to thirty. I went from forty-five thousand to twenty. And this is kind of what's happened to a lot of this workforce. Yeah, they're still working, and especially the problem is in the 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 35 to 54 category the ones that are still working something that hasn't happened at least since they've been tracking the data we're losing males right and we 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 know that that's been a pattern now for for quite some time working males between the ages of 24 to 55 continued to fall. And they have through this whole quote-unquote recovery. But what the other part is, we're seeing a huge increase in the number of people, yes, I'm working. But I'm working a, I went from job. In other words, I lost my good job. Yes, I got another job, but it's paying me about half of what my good job that I lost used to pay. And you really see this through the numbers. And listen, here's the thing about numbers. They don't lie, but you can mislead greatly with numbers. 
And how do you mislead? You mislead by excluding. Well, if we don't count this, if we don't count that, then it doesn't look so bad. It's kind of like Wall Street earnings. Right? Walmart, oh, hey, they beat the number. Of course, they didn't count this and they didn't count that. But hey, let's, who cares? By the way, their earnings report wasn't so great. But they were really happy because online was up 63%. <laughs> I don't know if anybody notices or not. But do you see how many stores Walmart has? They're really, really big. Online growth is nice. It is. I don't I don't want to poo-poo it. I mean, that's great. But yeah, people better get their butts in the store or we're going to have a problem. Whether you look at it through taxes and, and, and one of the things that, that we didn't talk about think about everything you pay taxes on it's incredible it didn't used to be that way now they're going to cut taxes for corporations again you know back in the 70s corporations paid the largest share of taxes and it's completely reversed now Right, and we, we, we've gone through this debt bubble era, and it's getting ready to end. Look at the numbers. How could we have added $10 trillion into the federal deficit, $10 trillion to the corporate deficit, $4 trillion to the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve, and not had great economic growth? And really, the answer is simple, because really, what are they doing? They're rolling up all their other debt, plus some more debt, right? And, and again, if you hide it, if you obscure it, if you don't give the real look, people won't talk about it. 4.4% unemployment. You know, they throw that number at you every single day. Look how great it is. Things must be better. Joe's just trying to say, no, that number is a bunch of bull crap. It just is. I don't want, what do you want me to tell you? It's not true. More people now work in the, you know, they use, it's now the gig economy. <laughs> you know why they did that, the, the gig economy? Because they don't have full-time jobs. That's why. Let's give it a name and let's make it sound cool. These millennials, they don't want a full-time job. You know, you're right. No one really wants a full-time job. I mean, really, we would all love to work a few hours a day and do, you know, have plenty of money to go do all the things we really want to do. But the reality is, in order to be a productive member of society, we need real jobs. You know what's funny is, is, I've almost accepted the fact, and I have. I've accepted that. Yeah, I'm, you don't have the people don't pay. They don't pay. And when I say they don't pay, they get angry because they do pay. They pay plenty. 
right? They pay their payroll tax. They got to pay their state tax. They got to pay the sales tax and this tax and that tax. And we all got to do it. But the answer really is simple. Nobody's making more money today. That's just a fact. And that's not changing. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm going to go quick here. Silver back up to 75 and a half ounces to an ounce of gold. We're, we're running out here of the back dates. 395 a roll today. $9,750 for a case. Three ninety-five a roll, ninety-seven fifty if you want the case, which is twenty-five rolls or four hundred ounces or four hundred five hundred ounces of U.S. Silver Eagles on the gold side. I still have some twenties at thirteen thirty, and I do have. And you know, we ran the fives earlier in the week. I do have some left. They're at three forty-five on the five-dollar liberties. Those are the gold ones. Uh, so you got a multitude of options today, 800-951-0592. Uh, just, just so you know, gold's down four at 1255. Uh, silver's down 20 cents at 1661. I want to read to you this, and I want you to understand why it is not what it appears. The number of Americans on unemployment fell mid-May to the lowest level since 1988, underscoring the strength of the labor market. Or is it actually underscoring the weakness? It says the so-called continuing claims fell to 1.9 million in early May, the lowest levels in 29 years. But yet, the labor force participation rate continues to fall. They've just stopped counting them. The reason why it's the lowest since the 80s is simple. That's when they changed the way they counted people. The U.S. economy has been creating new jobs at a rapid clip for the past six years. That's what the story said. But that actually isn't true either. They actually, in the next paragraph, they say, although hiring has tapered off over the past few years. Well, which one is it? Has it been at a rapid pace for six years, or has it been tapering off for the last few years? And this is one of the things when you really start to look at it, you understand, right? That doesn't make sense. That makes no sense. That actually is showing what a unhealthy labor market we have. And it also shows you what? Obviously, there's deception. Because it's just not possible. There's just too many more people working here. Or I shouldn't say working, that's the problem. Too many people living here. You know, and, and when you think about those things, and it says that the economy, even though the hiring's tapered off, 
is adding roughly twice as many jobs as necessary to absorb new entrants into the labor force. Is the country shrinking? Are we losing people? I mean, we're not there yet. Where are all these people going? Why are they out of the labor force? That's probably what we should be asking. Not going to work, folks. You better get ready. 800-951-0592. Everybody take care. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow.